Good morning and welcome to the Denali Lord Nutrition and Wellness Podcast. My name is Denali Lord. I'm a registered dietitian, fitness professional, and mindset coach. Today we're on day 29 of day 30 of cultivating a growth mindset. Again, I can't believe we've flown through the month of April. We've talked about so much. Today, I really want to tie in how self-love and a growth mindset go hand in hand. And it really has to do with the self-love that we practice with others. So yesterday, we talked a little bit about relationships that might not serve us and how to put boundaries on that. So today is focused more on how we can practice self-love for not only ourselves, but also others in our life using the growth mindset. So just a recap on what the growth mindset is, if you're just catching up or you're a new listener to the podcast, a growth mindset is a mindset that simply allows an individual to grow. And this is in all areas of life, whether it's relational, like we're talking about today, personal, business or career, travel, financial. Having a growth mindset basically says, I anticipate or am currently going through these challenges, but rather than saying, I can't do it, it's too hard. The growth mindset encourages individuals to stretch their way of thinking, put themselves out of their comfort zone and continue to find solutions for the current barrier or challenge. The growth mindset is pivotal in our lives, in every aspect. We need it, but especially in how we express self-love towards ourself and towards others. And others could be anyone, your spouse, your children, your parents, your siblings, your boss, a stranger that you meet in, in the grocery store. So Every interaction that we have in our life, no matter what category of our life it fits into, we need a growth mindset. And here's why. The opposite of a growth mindset is a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is the mindset that we can't do something. It's just too hard. Whether it's a perception that we have or whether we know we could do it, we're just being, I hate to say the word, lazy. I don't like the word lazy, but at times we all can be lazy. We have the choice to either have an adaptive solutions-focused mindset or a mindset that we don't want to deal with it. It's too hard. We're going to sweep it underneath the rug or try to. So how can we practice self-love within our own selves, but also with others? We talked a little bit about ways to practice self-love, setting boundaries, practicing self-care. I shared that for me, self-care looks like seven plus hours of sleep, eating healthy, daily movement, trying to get in an hour or more if I can, but at least 10 to 15 minutes of some kind of movement every day. Other forms of self-care for people might look like going to get a manicure, or maybe they like to take themselves out to a movie, or they like to 
go for a hike or go to a yoga class, whatever your self-care looks like. Now, self-care would not necessarily look like, okay, I've had a bad day, so I'm going to take myself out to a bar and drink my problems away. Probably not the best way of coping when there's a problem, right? Alcohol has research that shows that it can lead to other unhealthy habits. So our coping mechanisms say a lot about our self-care, right? If we have a tendency when we get upset to over drink, overspend, maybe you not only do you drink, but you are drinking copious amounts or you like to shop or whatever it is, we really have to think about the ways that we're coping with our problems because we all do have problems and they all matter, right? I want you to hear that. I hear you. I'm not devalidating your problems. Your problems are of great concern but it's how we deal with them. So a fixed mindset is going to lead us down kind of those more or less destructive or unhealthy habits that just lead to unproductive excess, whether that's excess spending, excess drinking, excess whatever, right? It's it's not being done in the healthiest way. So what are some ways that we could take this self-love and how we treat ourselves and we treat ourselves with kindness and respect and dignity? How can we also apply that to our relationships with others? Well, one of the best things we can do is whenever we are interacting with someone and there's a difference of opinion or someone is just outright rude to us, we have to realize that how someone reacts is their reaction. Unless you just walk up and deck somebody in the face, in which case, yeah, if they're rude, (laughs) you've probably earned it, right? You've just punched them in the face. Then their reaction actually says more about them than it does you. So I'm going to say that again. If someone reacts to something that we're telling them and we're not being, we're not calling them names, we're not in any kind of physicality, any any kind of altercation, we're just stating how we feel in a neutral or kind manner and that person reacts negatively, that is on them. It is not on us, okay? So how do we handle that? Do we fuel the flame of the moment and just kind of mirror what their body language is doing or saying or mirror their actions. You could, but that might not always go well. Instead, if you just kind of learn to take a step back and view the situation from almost a higher third party perspective, it allows you to de-escalate the situation. You can respond with kindness and you could say something like, Hey, I see that my comment has made you upset and you're taking responsibility of the comment made them upset. Again, you're not excusing their reaction. Do you want to talk about this more? Give the person the opportunity to express their feelings because frankly, they're upset now. If they choose to decline, give them the space. If they choose to discuss it and it feels safe and comfortable for you, discuss it. If it doesn't, give it time. 
time usually de-escalates a situation. So if someone is so heated in the moment, de-escalate it. Say, I see that you're upset. I want you to feel acknowledged. I think it's best that we take some time, however long that is, 15 minutes, a day, a week, whatever, to think about what's going on. And then let them think about it. And think about it yourself. If the person chooses to continue to have the conversation with you, try to take your own feelings out of it. Look at the conversation from a third party perspective. One technique that I haven't mentioned, it's called motivational interviewing, but it's where we listen more than we speak. So when someone's upset, we just give them the floor. We let them speak and then we wait until they come to a breaking point or they're done talking and we might say something like, can I, can I just make sure I'm on the same page as you? And then basically restate what they told you. You don't have to go through the whole spiel. You can just summarize it, but reconfirming that you heard what you thought they said is important because one, if you were wrong and you misinterpreted something, it allows them to clarify. But two, if you did, it helps that person feel validated. And oftentimes when people are upset, they just want the validation that they are heard. People's opinions and thoughts are very important. And when people feel that their thoughts and opinions are pushed to the side, a lot of emotions tend to come, tend to come up. Think about a time where you felt like your opinion was brushed off to the side, right? It didn't feel good. The other way that we can help practice self-love with others is to share. If there's something that is upsetting us or on a positive note, something that we want to celebrate, share it. Tell your colleagues, tell your friends, tell your family. There's nothing like feeling connected when you share good news. Being able to discuss difficult situations is important, but at the same time, the flip of that is being able to share good news and celebrate someone, hold that space for them. If they've just completed a 5K or maybe they just successfully completed a round of chemotherapy and they're cancer free, celebrate this. These are big things, which everyone just wants to feel heard. Oftentimes when we begin to practice self-love within ourselves, we can see through a more objective lens where people might be needing self-love in their lives. And that makes us a more humble, more open and more solutions focused or able to have that growth mindset of being able to look past our own insecurities, our own, I don't want to say weaknesses, but our own weaknesses so that we're able to better understand the person or persons in front of us and what they are trying to convey. Guys, that's all I have for you today. As always, you can reach out to me via my email, info at denalilord.com. I look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow. We have one day left. So can't wait to chat tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk soon.